Bridgewater is a production of iHeartRadio, 3D Audio, and Grim and Mild from Aaron Mankey. For full exposure, listen with headphones. Listener discretion advised. Ethan! Ethan! Baby, where are you? Ethan! Hey, we're gonna find him, Anne. I know. Ethan! You know, think about all the all the people that have gone missing here that you have found. I didn't find everyone. I know, but you are going to find Ethan. Ethan! Mm-hmm. I know. I know. Yeah, it's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, we are gonna find him, I'm sure of that. Ethan! But it doesn't mean that things are gonna be okay. Let's uh, go over it again. They left for the trip on Friday morning. Everything was fine Friday, Saturday night. The troop woke up Sunday morning to find Ethan's sleeping bag empty and cold. This morning. What? Sunday morning is this morning. It's only been a few hours in. Nine hours. Yeah, it's been nine hours. Yes, and thank you. I'm aware that it is still Sunday. I'm a cop. Specificity is important to me. Retired cop. Excuse me? You're retired if you, ca- if you care about specificity, I'm just saying. All right. Jesus Christ, Bradshaw. My grandson is missing. You really think this is an appropriate time to give me some lip? I'm not I'm trying to... Um, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm just... I'm wound up, all right? It's been a stressful 36 hours. Ethan! Ethan! Hey, how's Vipin doing? Oh, he's all right. I guess I'm... Glad I insisted on him staying at my place last night. I don't think waking up in an empty apartment in the middle of the night would have been good for him. Nightmares. You wake up screaming? Yeah, how'd you know that? The lights. That's what they do. Same thing happened to Thomas. Ethan! What? My dad? Mm-hmm. After he saw the lights and heard the voice for the first time, he didn't sleep a full night through for months. He'd just wake up screaming. I I don't remember that. I don't remember him ever screaming in the middle of the night. Wait, Anne, when you say... You know, he was just really good at hiding things from you, not because he was trying to lie to you or anything. He just wanted you protected from the darker things. Anne, I have a feeling that we have differing opinions about what the darker things were. I knew my dad, okay? I knew that he worked on murders and kidnappings because he told me and he told me all kinds of other scary stuff but he was my dad and so that made it all a lot less scary he was protecting me but he wasn't protecting me from sasquatch or aliens or any of that other nonsense that you seem to believe oh come on i don't believe in aliens what that's where you draw the line okay what you believe in aliens no of course i Actually, no, I don't believe in alien abductions, but yes, you know, in an infinite universe, statistically, it makes sense that there would be aliens. Okay, of course, yes. The statistics rely on the precious numbers of it all. 
numbers are reliable, and Yeah, so is hundreds of years of history, Jeremy. So are facts, and Bigfoot sightings are not history. Okay, well, don't you think it's a bit strange that people have experienced the same things in the same spot for centuries? I mean, doesn't that tell you that there's something to all of it? Or are all those people just lying? I never said that they were lying. I'm saying that humans are susceptible to narrative. People haven't seen the same thing for centuries. They've just experienced things that they can't explain and they don't understand. And then they latch on to whatever the most common story is that can fit around that. Great. So you agree that there are events that are unexplainable? Of course. There's plenty in the world that we don't have answers for yet. But most sightings or supernatural encounters can be explained by people in the past just not understanding science or people being high or exhausted or mentally ill. Okay. All right. And so which one of those categories does Vipin fit into? And Vipin was scared and he was filled with adrenaline and he's already inclined to believe in fantastical things. And that's a mental illness, isn't it? Believing. That is not what I said. God, and every single little thing. I'm not going to (laughs) apologize. I'm not for being rational and for treating my own discipline and my own work with serious thought. Oh, serious thought. Of course. This is all about serious thought. Of course it is. That is my entire profession, Anne. (laughs) No, it isn't. Excuse me? Do you know why you're a folklore professor, Jeremy? Oh, I can't wait. Please tell me. Okay, because you're a coward. You hide behind myths to learn everything about them so you don't have to face them head on. That is a ridiculous assertion. I don't, yeah, I don't think that you can call someone a coward for not believing in ghost stories. It doesn't work like that. Look at where you are. No, please look at where you are. Look what's happened in the past two weeks. You can't deny that something's going on here that your book can't explain. I can deny that. In fact, I can offer several fact-based explanations. Sweetie, all the facts in the world won't change the fact that you are terrified. And you're not? How could you not be terrified right now? There's a kid in the woods, your grandson, who's missing. Don't you dare throw that in my face. Look, my dearest friend is lying on a couch with a bloody head, and there's a potentially dangerous cult in the area. I don't need supernatural reasons to be stressed right now. There is plenty piling up in the real world. And none of those things are going to get better if you keep your head buried in the sand. And you're not going to find your grandson if you think that he's been taken by puckwudgies. Well, thinking that hasn't slowed me down in the past. I am sure that hasn't helped. Well, I found you. What the hell are you talking about? Nothing. Just forget it. Just nothing. Ethan! Ann, what do you mean, you found me? You you found me? I came to you. You went missing for a bit when you were a kid. Ethan! What? No, I didn't. Yeah, okay, sure. I'm sure you remember the 70s much better than I do, so... I don't know. I actually don't know what you were smoking in the 70s. Oh, please. What did I say about you giving me lip? Tell me what you're talking about, Anne. I didn't realize that you didn't remember. Okay, I always thought that you became a folklore professor because of what happened. I didn't, you know, but when you, you said that you didn't remember me from when you were a kid, and if you didn't remember me, then chances were you've forgotten everything else, too. Forgotten what else? And it makes perfect sense, right? You're repressing the hell out of all of it. That's why you're so obsessed, and, you know, you just don't even realize it. 
Repressing what? What happened to you? Oh, what happened to me? Please tell. You got lost in the forest. This forest. Yeah, right. I, I, I got lost once for about two minutes, but my dad found me almost immediately. No, no. That was just the first time they tried to take you. Excuse me? You got lost. You got genuinely lost for a whole afternoon. Really? How did that happen? I wasn't exactly taking myself on hiking trips when I was five years old. I was with my dad. You were four, actually. And? You were at my house. You were hanging out in the backyard while Thomas and I went over some case files. And something, something just lured you into the woods. I mean, why do you think your dad was so adamant about figuring out what was in here? His son was talking about floating lights and little gray-faced men reaching out their hands. I mean, he was, he was terrified. What are you talking about? A Pugwudgie took you, at least. That's, that's what we think. I guess they don't like hurting little kids because we found you seven hours later, happy as a clam, playing with some sticks. And I told you a story about a Pugwudgie. Well, no. I mean, you, you didn't really know what to call it. You said it was a little man. That's all you said. But one of the sticks you were playing with had been sharpened into a spear, and it's just not something a four-year-old could do. Wow. Well, that sounds like irrefutable evidence. You had nightmares for weeks and weeks. Something got a hold on you, and it just wouldn't let go. I don't remember having... Well, I didn't have nightmares about that anyway. You know, your dad went missing a year later to the day. So I'm guessing that's what your nightmares became about. Yeah, they did. Wait, wait, Anne? My dad not sleeping through the night. How did you know about that? How did you know about his nightmares? M my nightmares? What? You said that he didn't sleep for months. Did he... Did he tell you that? Did, did he tell you about me? And... How else would I know? And it's getting dark, so we need to keep moving. Ethan! And... Ethan! Shh. Shh. It's probably just someone else from the search party. No, no. Come on. Come on. Look. Lights. Oh, Jesus. Hello? What are you doing? Hello, someone there? Can you, can you please point your flashlight down? Jeremy, get back. This episode of Bridgewater was made possible by the zebra. Sometimes the past won't stay buried, and it comes back to haunt you, like when you're searching for car or home insurance. And whether you're part of a 1970s-style satanic cult or your credit is simply less than great, your history can shape your policy. That's why having an expert on your side can help whenever you're looking for a policy. And that's where the zebra comes in. The Zebra compares car and home insurance quotes from every major insurance company in under five minutes, giving you all the facts you need to make the right decision. It's the fastest way to find the right coverage at the right price, all from a provider you can trust. In fact, the Zebra saves people an average of $922 per year on home and auto insurance combined. That's enough money to use on something else, like getting to the bottom of your father's mysterious disappearance in the woods. 
Look, I'm a homeowner and a car owner, and I've had to deal with insurance for decades. And the most attractive thing about the Zebra for me is just how simple they make the process of finding insurance that fits. Compare quotes for free today. Visit thezebra.com slash Bridgewater. That's thezebra.com slash Bridgewater. Mr. Bradshaw? Celeste? Ah, and Miss Becker. It's all right, Katie. It's just other seekers. <sighs> seekers? You're looking for the missing boy, aren't you? What are you doing? The same, of course. Wait, you're looking for Ethan? We wanted to be of service. Wait, you're Batista's girlfriend, right? That's right. Well, why aren't you with her? Well, she... Oh, right, yeah. She doesn't want the Force to know that you're together, does she? No. Especially after what happened with Daniel. Well, it seems like any time someone goes missing in this place, one of you weirdos is nearby. We're attuned. We can be of help. Oh, my God. Attuned? We're sensitive to the energies here. The spirits. You think energies are going to help you find Ethan Hoskins? Has your skepticism lent you much aid in your search thus far? Come on, Anne. Let's keep moving. You shouldn't be out here like this. And your girlfriend should have told you that. You're lucky that we didn't report your little meeting the other night. And yet you did go out of your way to acquire the police file on me. <sighs> Batista told you, didn't she? We don't keep secrets from each other. And you don't keep secrets from your cult. It's not a cult. You know, I have half a mind to report, Batista. No. Please. She's good at her job. And confidentiality is part of the job. So you don't have a bunch of police files just sitting in your home? Man, there's no fucking privacy in this town. Not to mention, you coerced her into giving you confidential information about Celeste. Don't we have a more important task to focus on at the moment? You don't seem particularly bothered by us looking into your past. Why should I be? Did you find something? No. It seems that other than the cult activity in the 70s... Which was never proven to be criminal. Right. So, your, your record in Freetown is squeaky clean. As it should be. I have nothing to hide from those who seek the truth. That's no more true today than it was 40 years ago. You were hiding something back then, and you're hiding something now. What secret do you think I have? You and your friends. The other children. I told you, I found that group abhorrent completely against everything that the gathering stands for. But you all did something. Thomas knew. He knew that you were messing with things that you could never hope to understand. And you think you can understand them? You think you're the one who's gonna solve the ancient secrets of this world, of the worlds beyond? I'm gonna solve something. So you just better hope it isn't whatever you've kept buried for four decades. Celeste! Yes, child. Do you hear that? Oh, dear. What? What is it? The spirits. We've lingered too long. Okay, then let's get a move on. Jeremy? Hello? Who's there? They won't answer you. Hey! All we can see are your flashlights. Those aren't flashlights. Oh, come on, who's there? Will you show your faces? 
Don't be hostile to the spirits, dear. You won't like what happens. Celeste, they're not spirits, okay? It's a person. So someone is out there who's messing with us. Who are you and what do you want? Oh my God, what is it? What, what are you saying? Everyone stay perfectly still. Don't look into the lights. Katie, close your eyes, child. What the? Wait! Anne? Don't look into the lights. Anne. And whatever you do, don't listen to the voice. Anne? Anne! God damn it! Anne. Oh, shit, 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 shit. Anne, are you okay? No, I am not okay. Those things got away again. What are you talking about? Oh, they've taken everything. This fucking place has taken everything. Anne, it's okay. You gotta calm down. Calm oh, down, no, okay? Oh, no, 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 no. Don't you tell me to calm down. Don't you have no, you have no idea. You have no idea what's going on here. We're all stressed and it's dark and it's windy and this place is full of shadows and I'm seeing it too. I get, I get it, Anne. It's... Oh, for fuck's sake, Bradshaw. Open your goddamn head for once. What do you think just happened? What did you just see? I... I... I don't know. I saw lights and it, there was a voice. And I, I, it's all power of suggestion. I don't know. All, all, all I've done for the past two days is talk about lights and voices in the woods. Of course I'm seeing that. Right, and then you experience it yourself and you think it's just... It's just because you've heard a story, okay? Do you think that, that, that your mind is that malleable? I don't know, Anne. I just think I am stressed and exhausted and scared for Ethan. It's oh, no, no, no. You, you don't get to be scared for Ethan. I am scared for Ethan. I am scared for him and Olivia and my daughter and me. But, but you know who I'm scared for the most? You. Your stubbornness is going to get you gone, just like it did with your father if he hadn't gone out alone that night. If he, if he had just woken me up, I am telling you it is happening again. That is what the message said. What? What message, Anne? Thomas's. Thomas's message. He said that it's happening again and something is broken here, Bradshaw. Something is just not right in this forest anymore. Yeah, I know. It's full of cults and pranksters. God knows what. Oh, you really think that that's what it was? Some teenagers with flashlights? What else could it be? Reasonably, realistically, what could it be? Have you ever seen anything move that fast? Do you think a flashlight can move on its own? I don't know. A, a drone? What about the pattern? Okay, they were in the exact triangle that Vipin described. Can you explain that? I don't know. I can't. Everybody keeps asking me to explain everything. I don't know, Anne. This isn't getting us anywhere. We just need to keep looking. Don't you think I know that? But we were unprepared, Bradshaw. Just just like you said. I was half out of my mind with worry when I said that. There is no monstrous dog waiting to attack us, okay? No, that is not what I'm talking about. Then what? What are we unprepared for? For something to open and then never close. <sighs> what does that mean? What the fuck is that? Look, someone's over there. There's someone over there on the shore. Hey! Hey, who's out there? Ethan! Ethan, is that you? Yeah. Who's there? Bradshaw, get the flashlight. Ethan! Oh, Ethan, thank God. He watch you. 
Ethan. Oh, Jesus, Ann, look at his arms. Ethan, are you? Honey, are you all right? It's Nana. We want you. Ethan, can you see us? Come here. Ann. No. Stop. He is my grandson. Ann. Ethan, honey. We want you. Ethan! Bridgewater was created by Aaron Mankey and written and directed by Lauren Shippen, with executive producers Aaron Mankey, Misha Collins, Matt Frederick, and Alex Williams. Supervising producer Trevor Young, editing and sound design by Trevor Young and Matt Stillo, and music by Chad Lawson. Starring Misha Collins as Jeremy Bradshaw, Melissa Ponzio as Ann Becker, Karin Sony as Vipin Karana, Lori Allen as Nancy Collins, Cheryl Umania as Officer Bautista, Victoria Grace as Katie Franks, Will Wheaton as Captain Haddock, Hillary Burton Morgan as Shelley Hoskins, Jonathan Joss as Joseph Hoskins, Sabra May as Olivia Hoskins, Samuel Marty as Ethan Hoskins, Kristen Bauer as Celeste, and Nathan Fillion as Thomas Bradshaw. With additional voice acting by Brigham Snow, Andrew Nowak, Julia Moritzawa, Jarvis Johnson, Anne Brielle Bresnan, Kristen DiMercurio, James Oliva, and Liran Amiel. Learn more about the show over at grimandmild.com slash Bridgewater. And find more podcasts from iHeartRadio on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And as always, thanks for listening. <laughs> 